Welcome to Season 6, Episode 18 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Yes, welcome to the Family Travel Podcast where we share the latest in RV industry news, road trip travel, caravanning and camping, product reviews, where to go, what to do and so much more. Thanks for joining us. This week we explore the far reaches of southwest Queensland, including some opal fossicking in Quilpy. We check out Australia's largest dinosaur in the furthest town from the ocean and stay at the lake to experience breathtaking sunsets while taking a bath. I love this week. <laughs> this week is amazing. In fact, there are so many things about this week that have gone on to my absolute favourites list. Wow. Okay. Well. Including the campground that we stayed at. Look, the campground is outstanding and we will get to that. Let's start with Quilpy. Righto. Well, what a great little town Quilpy is. It's almost like a little hidden gem out here in the outback. And I know a lot of travellers bypass Quilpy on Mm. their way to and from Birdsville, which is something that we are yet to do and something on our bucket list. But Quilpy is definitely worth a stop. It is such a sweet little, very friendly town. It reminds me when I was doing my dive ticket a long time ago, which I didn't complete, which is a Another story. <laughs> That's for another podcast. I'm lucky to be alive, people. <laughs> the dive master stopped me while I was down, you know, under checking out the sea life and rushing around because, you know, you only got 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it was. And he just stopped me and he, he's like, slow down, mate. Mm. And then he puts his hand out and he shows me this tiny little family of seahorses. I mean, they were microscopic. Amazing. And I would have just swum past them and not seen them. And we got back up and he said, this is your mantra for life. Slow down, mate. You need to slow down. Well, now you are the embodiment of it. I mean, we are basically living that lifestyle. And it's one of the the mantras, the pieces of advice that we give to other travellers as well is to really stop and slow down, whether we're talking about you know how fast you're driving on those roads or mm. taking in the experiences or spending longer in towns. And Quilpie is one of those towns that we thought we'd only be there for, you know, a few days and we ended up there, gosh, over a week, I think. Look, part of the reason there was because of the flooding that is happening. You realise how much water, you know, there is in this channel country. It is incredible. I've got a challenge. I don't know who I'm putting the challenge out to, but People in high places, how do we capture this incredible amount of water that is coming down, you know, the the rains here in Australia over the last, gosh, this year has been unseasonally wet everywhere. How do we actually capture that water and make use of it for when our country goes into a drought, which inevitably it will? Dams. But I see what you're saying. We are releasing a lot of water into the oceans mm. around Australia uh, because the dams are so full. Mm. But, yeah, it does come around again, doesn't it? We're going to be in drought again mm. soon enough. Yeah, it, I mean, Hard to believe. 
It is hard to believe and it's hard to believe how much water is just out there lying around that will, you know, eventually be soaked into the ground, which is a good thing, or evaporated or whatever. Mm. But, yeah, there's got to be a way. An inland sea, Kate. Well, speaking of. Yes. (laughs) All right. So Quilby has a pub that has fantastic counter meals that we can't vouch for. No. However, our fellow campers at the lake love that experience. Mm -hmm. There's a friendly grocer's. That's actually what it's called. Yeah, and fantastic. The footage that you took from your visit with Jasper when you went down to pick up supplies, super fresh produce. I mean, just incredible to be so far out back and have access to amazing produce like that. Yeah, look, they are trucking in daily and uh, fantastic and friendly people there too, running the Quilpy Friendly Grocers. The Vic, the Visitor Information Centre, was our first port of call and that was actually to get water. Yes. uh, Because you can fill up your water tanks there, uh, which we did with the intention of camping off-grid, unpowered, Mm. uh, and unfortunately the flooding of the lake had Mm. different ideas there, but that's okay. You can get water there. Uh, You can learn about the history. There's an art gallery. There's interactive displays. You can sit down and watch these short-form videos, which Jasper and I did. You can play croquet on the lawn. It is really quite cool. This visitor information centre, we thought this was fantastic. Yeah, so much to do. And I guess, you know, we're big advocates of make that your first stop. No matter where you are around Mm. the country, go in Visit the Vic. Go and speak to those passionate staff. You know, they're always full of amazing volunteers who have been locals in these places for forever, basically. You know, they're part of the town. And so they've got the stories and they've got mm. the history and the the insights and the, the great advice too. Well, one of the suggestions was for us to go and visit St. Finbar's. And this is quite unique. It has an opal... Boulder Opal, which is what this Quilpy region is famous for, mm. encrusted altar. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, it is. It's you know, it's it's uh, it is actually worth a look. You know, we went in there, and Jasper, I don't know if he'd ever actually been inside a a big church like that. You know, the only th- I think the only other church that Jasper has ever been inside of, which is quite random and interesting when you think about it, is the underground. Uh, church that we visited oh, in Kubapedi, yes. which in itself was incredibly unique. Well, look, you know, if, if we're uh, mentioning that one, I have to say the one in Kubapedi is outstanding. That was amazing. That, that's, that's on a different level to this. But yeah. look, it's worth a visit yeah. to check out. Another feature they have in town is the original artesian bore, uh, where that actually was installed and and how that serviced the town there is an incredible interpretive signage about mm. the artesian bore the fact that it covers 22 percent oh the basin is amazing yes yeah, sorry the basin and that it is one of the largest underground freshwater systems in the world it's really incredible when you look at the map because you know it's it's one thing to be told about it and you know it's it's really big and there's all of this water down there below the ground. But when you look at the map and you realise 22%, so let's say that's close enough to a quarter of our country that the Artesian Basin spans into four states and territories being Queensland, Northern Territory, New South Wales and South Australia. Mm. It's flipping incredible. 
1.7 million square kilometres. It is just amazing to think yeah. that we have access to this. And this really, this is the lifeblood for so many people who live out in these outback rural areas of our country. I mean, they rely on this water source. Particularly for hot paths. Well, us travellers, you know, we take full <laughs> advantage of it when we're out there to soak up its uh, wonderful properties. Incredibly, uh, at its deepest point, which is 3,000 mm. uh, metres under the ground, mm. three kilometres, it is at 130 degrees Celsius. And at its hottest point on any surface area is 100 degrees Celsius. Phenomenal. It is incredible. Okay. Yeah. There is the Washdown Bay, which uh, interestingly I've had some information come in and, and the idea is that with that bore water – don't use it to wash down your vehicle's enamel, the painted area of your vehicle. Use it to get all the mud and carry on off maybe the underbody mm-hmm. and the wheels and, the you know, your suspension. Uh, but if you do use it to wash down your car, then you probably then need to respray your car with some fresh water fairly quickly because it can affect the gloss right. on your vehicle. Well, I suppose, I mean, it's full of minerals and I imagine that that would react obviously with the the paintwork on your vehicles. I remember we mm. had that similar experience in 80 Mile Beach there with the the washdown as well due to the salt levels in the water yes. and it leaving a kind of film on the windows of the car. So good advice anyway. I mean take full advantage of it. We've never seen Anywhere like this in our travels to date where you can literally pull up, you've got a two-hour limit per vehicle. And I think the water was somewhere between 50 and 60 degrees Celsius, like it's just coming straight up Mm -hmm. at that heat. So to get out there and and wash down, as you say, Paul, the underbody, I mean, we were caked in red dirt and mud, both Mm. vehicles, the 79 and the caravan. So that's great to make use of, but also very good to be aware of that, you know, if you want to protect the uh, the paintwork of your mm. rigs, maybe don't use it up there. Good advice. Okay. The other attraction is Baldy Top. Baldy Top. Yes. Jasper and I went out there, climbed up to the top, got the drone up, got some beautiful shots. It, the, the landscape out here is incredible. Uh, you can see jump ups as they're referred to. Mm. Why are they called jump ups? They're basically where the land is mm. so f- flat, you know, and then all of a sudden it jumps up and there's this sort of flat top and then it jumps back down. Mm, but, it, I mean, epic, not just like a little rise, you know, you're you're talking quite high, these jump ups, or some yeah. of them at least. Yeah, look, it's going to test your fitness. They're not difficult, but certainly uh, get the heart rate up there. Jasper just, you know, bounds up the thing like he <laughs> <laughs> should. Uh, but anyway, he kept kept me uh, fit he is. And so that was great just to visit out there. It's only six kilometres out of Mm. town. On the way back, we stopped at the airport. Um, A really cool landmark there for aviator, female aviator, Amy Johnson, Mm. who did land in Quilpie back in the 1930s during her world record attempt to fly from London to Australia, which she did achieve. Incredible. Very cool. And although hard to find... The Quilpie Shire Council has set up a fossicking area for you to go and try your hand at fossicking for Boulder Opal. Now, this is really set up for tourists, yep. uh, to be honest, and uh, they've literally got all these offcuts of 
where they have been mining and sort of dumped a massive uh, area, you know, probably about 20 square metres, uh, 30 square metres feet of fossick in. So not too hard work and you can definitely find some opal. We did. Mm. And you don't need exciting. a licence out there. Because the council have uh, made this little area, you don't actually have to Good. pick yourself up a foster king license. You can just go out and have a dig through yes. the rocks and the take, rubble. Take that, you fossickers. <laughs> so very good. We're a bit excited about that. Okay, the real highlight for us was that we were going to keep driving through now to further west corner of southwest Queensland to Thargaminda. Now, mm. the road was closed last week. It's closed again this week. Mm. But we can get to Aramanga, which is another 110 kilometres up the road, to go and visit a world-class natural history museum. In fact, it's a $6.5 million building in the middle of nowhere. I kid you not. This, I mean, it. it is actually the claim for Aramanga, besides having Australia's largest dinosaur, is that it is the furthest town from the sea in Australia. It's amazing. And the drive out there was reminiscent for me of the drive out to Cameron Corner. You realise just how remote you are. Except that it's bitumen, albeit one lane. Yeah. Uh, So when the road trains, 53 metre length road trains are coming. You get off the road. You give way. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that is actually the rule. You you do have to give way to to larger vehicles. Yes, absolutely. But the landscape is incredible. You know, you can see so far to the horizon and there is just a whole heap of amazing nothingness. Mm. Plenty of wildlife we saw too, both roadkill, unfortunately, due to the amount of rain that they've had and, you know, just the greenery of the grass beside the road. So plenty of roadkill, but also plenty of incredible wildlife out there doing what wildlife does best. I love the drive out here and it really did make me realise how rem- how remote we were, you know. We we really are out in that far reaches of that southwest Queensland corner. I mean, literally, Cameron Corner was just just down there, you know. <laughs> really, relatively speaking, when you're out that far. Yeah. No. Look, it is wonderful, particularly when you have a blue sky day. Mm. Uh, rain was forecast yeah. for the following day, another thirty five to forty mil. And actually checking out that road this morning, it it's is closed. yeah, it is completely washed out. Yeah, we were pretty lucky to get out there and and look. I don't know what I expected. I mean, I knew they've got a natural history museum out there. I knew we were going out to see dinosaurs, which, let's face it, who does not love dinosaurs? You don't have to be six to be excited about going to see and learn about dinosaurs. But to be met with the epicness of this incredible architecturally designed, world-class Natural History Museum. Yeah, it's wonderful. Was it's it's quite mind blowing, really. And the staff as well. Uh, I don't know. You know, you can get hit or miss in in these sort of outback and rural regions with people who are completely disengaged or people who are completely engaged. Mm. We had the latter, the engaged. Lily was so fantastically. You know, she was thorough in her information and just yeah. Amazing. Look, we both said to each other after that experience, 
what is she doing out here? Mm. She's fresh out of high school. She was one of the most passionate, enthusiastic, positive, happy, beaming. The, the joy radiated from Lily in her presentation to right. us and she was extremely knowledgeable. I think it is, Katie, that you know, attitude is everything and she obviously has woken up with, you know, get busy living or get busy dying kind of attitude, you know, let's get on with it. And she loves dinosaurs. So I guess if you, you know, we were like, well, you know, she could be anywhere, this girl, you know, mm-hmm. that's that was our initial response. Yeah. And then we went, well, she's actually presenting Australia's largest dinosaur and secretly they have found Ooh. that, that dinosaur is named Connor. They have Cooper. found Cooper. Oh, Cooper, sorry. Yes. They have found another dinosaur named Monty that is going to – Dwarf Cooper. So they believe. It is yes. the largest find of a fossilised dinosaur bone in the world. Mm. So they, I could see now, you know, once we got that information, this is why she is like going, oh, my God, yeah. I'm part of something yeah. that is the biggest, best, and most incredible find in the world. Yeah, look, if you're heading out there, I'd make inquiries as to whether Lily's working that day yes. to uh, to get on her tour. She was fantastic. A paleontologist in the making. Yes, and it's, it's mind-blowing. I mean, I've said this before about all of the dinosaur experiences that we've done so far around our, our travels in this country, but it's easy to kind of forget the dinosaurs actually were real. You know, you you watch the mm. the show, you know, Jasper loves the dinosaur shows. Dinosaur tree. Yeah, exactly. You know, we learnt about it at school as kids. But it's hard to quantify that in your brain as something that actually took place because well, it's, it's not tangible. It's 63 million to 95 million, 100 million years ago. That's their kind of window. Right. And then you go out to somewhere like this and you can touch – and look through massive microscopes at actual, like, full-on, real, these are the bones that we've dug up from the ground. Jasper it's held, mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. Jasper held a big toe. A big toe. It was as large as his head. Yep. And even that was just good fun. You know, the fact that he can actually hold it. And Honestly, it very, very was cool. awesome. And a very inexpensive experience in a world-class museum. As she said, world-class, yeah. Yeah, I have a few times. And after our tour, we had a bite to eat at the fourth Trocanter Cafe that they have on site, which again was beautifully designed and laid out so that you could look through the massive floor-to-ceiling windows out onto that arid red dirt environment. Basically, imagine the dinosaurs wandering around. It was like a really nice, uh, you know, like, like when you go to one of those sort of upmarket hotels in Sydney and, you know, go down to have lunch in the cafe restaurant mm-hmm. It was like that. Yep. <laughs> it's just really amazing. And yeah. what is the fourth trochanter? Well, that's a funny little bone part in the joint on these huge dinosaurs. Now, I may or may not be pronouncing this correctly, but I believe they are a Titanosaurus. That is their their species, Cooper. Sauropod. They are a sauropod. He was 60 tonne. He was over 30 metres long. He was amazing, a giant. And they needed this part of their structure, the fourth trochanter, in order to be able to walk and support that amount of 
weight that they are carrying around. Am I correct? Yeah, that that is correct. Mm. It, it's this uh, knobbly bit that I guess as animals have gotten smaller isn't necessary. Right. So, but in dinosaurs, that was the part that enabled them to carry that weight around. That's right. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, really amazing. Just incredible and just so well done. So mm. put it on your list. Even if you're not directly headed out to Aramanga and, you know, you may be shooting up to go out to Birdsville. As or, you do. It's not that far. In the scheme of things, when you are out back, it ain't that far. So put it on your list to do. There's a free camp in town or a donation camp. Yeah. There is a pub. There's a... Some great interpretive signage and you can stick your head through and, you know, be, be the, the dinosaur. dinosaurs. Uh, some beautiful art sculpture there as well. Mm. Oh, and, and a servo. Yeah, there's a <laughs> server station, a survey, A fuel station that is famous because it is the furthest fuel station from the sea in yeah. Australia. So, And this is what's interesting about Aramanga is once upon a time when the dinosaurs were roaming the earth, Aramanga was smack in the middle of what was then called the Aramanga Inland Sea. Yeah, look, it, uh, it's believed it even dates back beyond that, like 130 million years ago, so even before dinosaurs, I believe, mm. right through to dinosaurs. But, yeah, I mean, it was massive. Again, it, it must have taken up 30% of Australia. Oh, incredible. It, it sort of comes down from the top of Queensland and basically Queensland and Northern Territory and then just curves down around and mm. encompasses so much of those two states. Now, in modern day, Aramanga is known as the furthest town from the sea, which I find really interesting. Yeah, because that's pretty ironic that it's – <laughs> so fast. Yeah, it was part of an inland sea and, and now it actually is the furthest town from the sea. So there you go. But so well worth going out there. And, and as you said, Paul, the people, the staff out there are doing an amazing job. If you're a dinosaur enthusiast, you can actually go and do their training program, mm-hmm. get yourself geared up, learn how to actually help. What's that? Dig. You know, work on these bones. It's, it's very delicate excavation, isn't it? That's really? exactly what it is. They do two field trips per year and you can actually go out and participate and do that. And even Jasper said mm. to me, I mean, obviously there's age limits for you to be able to do that. But as we were leaving, he said to me, boy, I'd love to be able to come back and do that. Yes, it's a paid participation. Mm. Uh, but once you've paid and done all the training and then you're part of it, you can volunteer and go back and participate for free. Forever, forever. if you wanted yeah. to. So, uh, you know, this for the right person would be truly an amazing thing to be a part of, mm. you know, uncover and discover. And look, I think they actually need more people out there because Lily was explaining to us it takes years. Like Cooper took 10 years from finding him to – you know, doing the excavation works to then bringing him back to the lab and working on those bones. So the same thing with Monty, you know, they've just discovered this even bigger dinosaur that they believe will break all the world records, but that record could be 10 years away. 
Amazing. In the scheme of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it's a blink in the know, eye. 63, isn't it? 65 million years ago <laughs> when these dinosaurs were actually walking around. Yeah, it's, it is. It's it's not that long. No. <laughs> Super cool. I don't know if I could do it, to be honest. I, I, I Honestly, I, I that's uh, that's too long a to process for me. For, for the a result. For the reward. <laughs> it, it is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're back now to Quilpy. Uh, we are staying at the lake mm. and, again, we couldn't stay off-grid down by the lake because if we got down there, we wouldn't have got out because it was just so uh, flooded and muddy. Yeah. Um, incredible amount of life going on, as you said, Katie, with the wildlife. The lake, you can get firewood on arrival, like $10 a crate. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, they do have stud goats, which Jasper got to feed a bottle of milk to. It's a 2,000-acre hobby farm. Mm. The owners fly in and out. Uh, we saw that a couple of times yeah. during the week. Uh, it, it just is a beautiful property that they have really opened up to share with travellers. I think if, you, if you're going out this way, this would definitely be the recommendation for where to stay. Yeah, 100%. Um, we were so lucky to run into some fellow travellers who were caretaking out there at the time and, mm. and are now back on their own travels. But Sandy? Sandy and Belinda. Belinda, yes. And so when we arrived, the first thing Sandy said to us, other than, ah, the feel-goods, <laughs> was, hey, Jasper, come on, we're just about to go and feed the baby goats. We're, mm. we're weaning them. This is their last full bottle. Do you want to come and help? Jasper was like, Yeah. So cool. They even have a pet kangaroo there. They do. They have a hand-raised kangaroo whose name escapes me right at the moment, but I'm sure it'll come back to me in a second. Uh, And she was so cute. She just kind of came and visited, hung out by our campsite. As we said, you can camp off-grid down by the lake and the reviews on Wikicamps actually for the off-grid camping down by the lake are just awesome so hopefully next time we head out there we can do that but their powered campground that they have set up is laid out so well they've designed it so well so that every site still has a view back over the lake and those sunsets oh my gosh those skies out there they are big skies so you get epic sunsets you get epic stars the the highlight really um to take in those breathtaking sunsets is to book yourself into the private baths. Um, beautifully presented, open roof, open, you know, there's a wall missing there. It's, it's like a, a modern style on a, on a tin shed yeah. with, yeah, brand new folklore antique baths mm-hmm. and the hot artesian water coming mm-hmm. in. Yeah, and a complimentary mud face mask. Yes, you can pick from lemongrass, sandalwood, lavender, or just plain mud, which is taken straight out of the lake. Yep, full of all of those good nutrients. (laughs) Gee, it was fun. I mean, you know, we had a six-year-old in the bath with us, so there's only so much relaxing you can do. There wasn't three in the bath. Let's just clarify (laughs) that. There's there's two single baths. You can either, for $25 – have the space to yourself or $25 a person, but well, don't pay for kids. But mm. I had Jasper and the entire collection of the Cars franchise. You yeah, know, his that, micro minis. The, yeah, the Disney <laughs> Cars movies. Yeah, so Lightning McQueen. There wasn't anything peaceful going on in my bath. 
No, but look, it was so beautiful. And again, if you're an avid photographer, then this is an absolute heaven. We actually, we ran into a really lovely uh traveler she was out there on her own taking a week off while her partner was working an avid photographer and she'd been going down to the lake every day and capturing some of the most stunning photographs of all of the bird life Mm -hmm. that was thriving down there at the start of spring so so many great photo opportunities yes and we think that it wouldn't really matter what time of the year mm. that you went there. Obviously, you know, you get to November, December, January is incredibly hot. Mm. But to be able to still enjoy that shady lakefront and, yeah, yeah just put, awesome. put it on your list of visits, it is fantastic. Yep. Okay, let's talk about our takeaway. Mm. Don't sweat the small stuff. We really came about this because I think – you can you can really make a big deal out of what ends up being the smallest thing in the scope of the universe or dinosaurs or yeah. <laughs> you know being out back and seeing these wide open spaces really does give you a little bit of a check on your attitude to life and to yourself and to your place in it mm. i think there's something too about being in a location <clears throat> excuse me where you know the sky does feel bigger you know, and, and the landscape is epically grand. There's something about finding yourself in these wild places that really leaves such an impact on you and how you feel and how you think and your perspective on life and so many things. So getting out into these outback places, these rural areas where... Mm. Everything feels expanded. Do you know, I think, and if you can't get there, you know, whether that's a time or a work or a commitment to, you know, everything else that's going on in our hectic, busy lives these days, get get down to the, the local park. I mean, Australians mm. live generally within a two-hour drive radius of a national park mm-hmm. that is free to access mm-hmm. in most places. Some of them you might need day pass or, or whatever, but it's minimal cost for mm. – the experience of being in nature and then having uh, someone to share it with, you know, if you've mm-hmm. got your family or just your kids or, you, you know, if, or you've got your, your favourite podcast like listening to us, you know, in, in your ears and you can go and, and be in these places and spaces and just check in on yourself, you know, and, and think, well, my biggest problems are actually pretty small in the scape of the universe and, and nature itself. So mm. it's a good good reminder to, to breathe easy, go easy on yourself and, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy the freedom of nature. Oh, it's so good. It reminds me of the, the Japanese tradition of forest bathing. And if you haven't heard of this before, it's definitely worth a Google to read up on. And it basically is that it's immersing yourself into nature. And forest bathing, doesn't that sound awesome? I love it. It's actually, you know, straight away I was thinking about Nike, Mm. you know, how those guys came up with their hammocks. Yeah. You know, perfect. Just get yourself out in nature. Yep. All right, nudie runs. Should be more of it. (laughs) Woohoo. Maybe (laughs) not on our YouTube channel, but. (laughs) Wowzers. Okay, so we are doing a complete change of plans due to the flooding. We have to also head back um, 
towards Charleville and then down further to Iandra and to Charlotte Plains mm. in next week's podcast. Uh, and this is really becoming a part of us running away from the floodwaters that are coming down you know, and so yeah. this will be an ongoing thread for the next couple of weeks through our podcast. But we are going to have an awesome time sharing with you the spectacular Charlotte Plains next week. Yeah, so good. And isn't that one of the best things about travel too? You just never know what's going to get thrown at you. So True. to uh, so make new plans on the run is just awesome. All right, we'll leave it there for now. We'll say look after yourself, look after yourself, look after your family. Dream big. See you next week. Happy trails.